What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. You know, photography can be really isolating. Yes. You know, you said it a minute ago, we not only hide behind our photos, but physically we hide behind our cameras. Yep. You know, those of you listening, how many times have you had a photo shoot and it was like 1 million percent awkward to be in front of the camera. And when you posted those photos, you said it was weird for me to step in front of the camera. I normally, and right. That's our, our natural place. And, you know, to find a place where you could embrace your crazy, you could embrace your inner Lisa Frank and the silliness and the glitter and the joy, but still learn and still grow. Like to, to have that safe space was really important. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is a place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my friends. Today, I am super pumped to dive into this episode, you guys. I have the pleasure of sharing Sarissa Carlson with you today. Sarissa is from the Sparkle Society and also owns Immerse Photography. She is a business coach and known for her contagious energy and social media savviness. She's got a master's in art education and has taught on the creative live stage and is a mentor to thousands of sparkly photographers in her online communities. She is well prepared to help you shine online. So get ready to be encouraged, educated, and empowered to make strategic and informed decisions for your business. Now, the reason why Sarissa is such a special person to me is she is unapologetically and authentically herself. She loves glitter and pink and absolutely does not apologize for it. She is so incredibly inspirational on owning who you are and creating from an authentic place. We have way too much fun when we chat. 
and I'm just excited to dive into this conversation today. Make sure you grab a notebook. Let's get started. She's an incredible magical unicorn social media goddess. So we are so thrilled to have her chatting with us today. Welcome, Sarissa. Thank you. It was so hard to sit here quiet as you were like the glitter goddess. Like, who doesn't want to be called a glitter goddess? I mean, (laughs) what an intro. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, you are the glitter goddess. (laughs) So I would love if you would share just a little bit about who you are and what you are passionate about. Oh yeah. This is such a loaded question. My life (laughs) has been like, I thought I was going to do this and then I ended up with this. So it's just been, the whole thing has been such a journey. I'll start at the beginning. I am a boy mama. I am a wife to my husband. I am a friend and I am a fur baby mama. I love my pit bull and my lab. Like I am so much about relationships and connection. And that is always at the heart why I do everything, not only in my personal life, but for my business as well. But uh, professionally, I started as an art teacher for 10 years, have a master's degree in that, started a photography business, that grew, started a coaching business to help other photographers, that grew, partnered with an MLM. So now I'm in network marketing too. So I have legit done it all, but I am most passionate throughout all of that, not only helping female entrepreneurs and guys too. We call you guys in my community, we call you the glitter guys. Um, I'm passionate about helping female (laughs) entrepreneurs just make more money. At at the end of the day, helping female entrepreneurs, helping them feel seen and get heard on social media in a time where there's so much white noise, our our, our reach is down. There's, There's new algorithms, there's groups, there's stories, there's this, there's TikTok, there's all of these things. Like what how do you make money and actually stand out? And so helping people really identify what their voice is and how they're going to stand out in their market and then being able to use that to actually make income and support their families. Like, that is why I do this. I love it. I love it. That just got me all fired up. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, hide, I hide my emotions. I'm like, really like well. fist bumping the sky. <laughs> because I know, you know, it is so easy to feel invisible. Mm-hmm. You know, we often, as photographers, we hide a lot of the time behind our work. And yes. social media can be a bit of a struggle because you're not sure if people want to see you, if they don't know, you don't know if they want to hear your words or they just want to see your art. Yeah. And I think it's such a tricky balance. And I love how you're so passionate about getting people, you know, the fix that they need to stop feeling so lost and confused. Absolutely. So that's, just, that's yummy. That's yummy. That is yummy. So I want you to tell us about the Sparkle Society. So the Sparkle Society was my answer to a problem because when I was, you know, I was teaching in the classroom, loved what I was doing and my photography business was really growing. And, you know, I was learning how to use social media the right way and learning business kind of on the fly. We kind of joke, you know, that entrepreneurs, you know, we jump and we build the airplane on the way down. Right. And so that's very much how things were working for me. So I was like, oh, well, I'll figure out how do I have a business? How do I make decisions? How do I use social media? And so it just kind of grew and other photographers were noticing and like struggling. And they were like, well, how did you do that? How did you do that? And so Sparkle Society became my place, you know, to help other photographers and really solve that problem. Like, hey, you don't know what you're doing. You're struggling here. Let me help. Like, I'm good at this and I'm a good teacher. Let me help you. Let me share with you what I know. And, you know, I feel like I've been put on this planet, like, been given, like God gave me gifts, like to love on people and make them feel welcome. So, you know, photography can be really isolating. Yes. You know, you said it a minute ago, we not only hide behind our photos, but physically we hide behind our cameras. Yep. You know, those of you listening, how many times have you had a photo shoot and it was like 1 million percent awkward to be in front of the camera. And when you posted those photos, you said it was weird for me to step in front of the camera. I normally, and right. 
that's our, our natural place. And, you know, to find a place where you could embrace your crazy, you could embrace your inner Lisa Frank and the silliness and the glitter and the joy, but still learn and still grow. Like to, to have that safe space was really important to me. And I think at the end of the day, yeah, I help women, you know, and glitter guys make more money, but I also help them find a community and a place of people where they can say, me too. I've done I, that. Me too. I can relate because yeah. at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're social creatures and we want that. And what I love is you are so unapologetically your authentic mm-hmm. self. Like mm-hmm. I, that was what drew me to you right away. I was like, oh, this thanks. girl is my people. She loves <laughs> glitter. She is sparkly. She is fun. Yep. And you don't, you take your business seriously, but you don't take yourself too mm-hmm. seriously. Absolutely. And that is like my mantra for life is like, I'm a goof and a dork and I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> when I tell I tell people on social media, because we worry about marketing to everyone. And like, number one, you're not Nutella. You're not going to make everyone happy, right? You're not Target. You're not going to make everyone happy. And if you try to market to everyone, you're going to miss out on that someone. And what I tell my clients is with social media, you need to be your authentic self. You need to let your freak flag fly because your job on social media is to attract. And if you're writing notes, write this down. Your job on social media is either to attract or to repel your people. When people see me on a live video or they see a post and they're like, really a grown woman who likes pink and sparkles and unicorns, they're going to have one of two reactions. They're either going to be completely repelled or they're going to be attracted to me. And both of those reactions are okay. I don't get upset with the unfollows because, and this is what I sing to my clients. You ready for it? And I know you're a boy mom. I am too, but let it go. They'll <laughs> never buy from you anyways, right? Let exactly. Do you know Stu McLaren? Yes. So we uh, we actually went to his tribe workshop in August, and so was jealous, a- so jealous. Not that I was stalking. You got to <laughs> go. You got to go. It was incredible. But what he talked about was his mantra was "Love me or hate me," but there's no money in the middle. Yeah, and it is so so true. So true. Not everyone's going to love your photography style. Not everyone's going to love how you show up on social media. But as long as you're yourself, the right people will come and follow you. And if you're not yourself and you attract those people who aren't your crowd, they're going to end up being nightmare clients. And so while at the, the, you know, they might turn into a paycheck, it's going to be so much hassle and stress. It's not going to be worth it in the end. Totally. Totally. And that brings like, even that brings into not being your authentic self with the genre of photography Mm -hmm. that you're shooting, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be attracting the things that you don't want to do. You know, I recently discovered that I do not love doing family portraits. Mm -hmm. I don't love it. I don't love it. And I, and like over the years, it, you know, like how a whisper starts to turn to a rumble and then the rumble starts to turn into a truck that drives into you. Yeah. That kind of happened to me. And I was like, it got to the end of September and October. And I was like, I don't think I can do another family photo session because I want to throw my camera in the river. Yeah. And like, that's not good. (laughs) No, that's not healthy. I would say that that's probably not a healthy mindset. (laughs) No. And so like, and I was like, well, how do I get myself out of this? And I was like, well, step one, stop showing what you don't want to shoot. Yes. Yes. Say it again for the people in the back. Yes. In the back, stop showing what you don't want to shoot because mm-hmm. if you don't love it, it comes out in your work. Yep. You know, and um, yeah, just giving that up and giving myself that permission 
just to be like, you know what? I'm going to step away from this. Maybe not forever, but just for right now. And that is okay. Yeah. I stepped away from newborns because uh, yes. I did one or two when I first was starting out and I realized I really suck at them. And like <laughs> every year, one of my like very first clients, they tag me and I did the whole like thing where it's the baby <laughs> girl on her belly and like a crappy floppy backdrop. And she has the purple tutu and the purple headband. And I did the selective color thing. And every year they re-tag and they're like, Sarissa, do you remember this photo shoot? And I'm like, please don't tag me in that. <laughs> I'm so bad at those. Oh, but yeah, you, have, you have to find yeah. what you're good at, what you love. Yep. And you know what? You're going to suck at some things along the way. You're going to suck at social media when you start. You're going to suck. You're oh, just going to suck at things. And you have to embrace that suckage as part of the learning process. Um, and just as part of the journey. Absolutely. I am not good at numbers. And that's why yeah. I have an accountant <laughs> and my husband who does the numbers. I used to joke, I'd come home from a wedding and this magical thing would happen. I would like put the check on the edge of the counter and it would like poof, disappear and it'd end up in the bank account. It was like <laughs> magic, right? Because we all knew if I was responsible for that, it would just never happen. And so, uh-huh. you know, know thyself, know thyself. So I know that being authentic online can often feel really intimidating and yeah. really vulnerable. So how can people break out of that fear to show up and be them their authentic selves? I think you have to really do a, a lot of internal work mm. and figure out who you are as a person and what, you know, what makes you tick, what brings you joy, what makes you light up a room, and what are the things that are just draining for you? You know, one thing I've had to learn, my husband and my kids are all introverts and I'm very much an extrovert. And I remember like not getting it when we first, you know, got married, like, why do you need to just go to your room and hang out by yourself? Like, did I do something wrong? Why are you being antisocial? Blah, blah, blah. And it took me a long time to really have that compassion for my husband and understand like, well, this is just how he's made. And I think so many times we try to fit into this mold. You know, when I started my business, I had my designer, who's a very close friend, make um, a logo for me. And I never say this right. Is it, is it Damask? Like that pattern, like the, do you know what I'm talking about? Like oh, the floral-y. I, you know what? I say damask, but yes, I don't know. <laughs> but as I started shooting, like, that's not me. Like, I'm going to get the kids to laugh by saying like, poop. Yep. Or like, you know, little quirky things to make them like that. That's not stuffy, uptight. That's not me. And I didn't feel real. It felt draining. And so once I really started to understand who I was, like, I love pink. I love sparkles. I love Jesus. And that alienates people. Like, how can you talk about those things and be yourself? Like some of my closest business friends, we have very different viewpoints on, on life, on morals, on gods, on whatever. Like, but that doesn't mean that I have to be wrong for you to be right and you and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Preach, girl. Yes. Like know who you are and present that because you're either going to do that attract or repel thing or you're going to attract people who might not have the same views, but maybe they compliment you or maybe they have a mutual understanding and respect because there is so much noise. There is so much noise so much noise and there's so much curation that happens and there's so everything's edited the same way and every influencer is posing the same way. And there's just so much vanilla and to be yourself, to be the Rocky road, to be the mint chip, to be the dark cherry, whatever crunch is refreshing for people. So figure out, listen to yourself and it's a journey. You're not going to be able to sit down with a workbook and a notepad and be like, okay, 
Tomorrow, okay, I'm going to have my voice, right? <laughs> okay, self. Okay, <laughs> 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 self. Oh, I who am I? <laughs> Let's like, unpack this. <laughs> that's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. You have to let yourself go on this journey and, and explore and dabble. You know, like, like go for it. And I'll just, I'll just keep using God as an example here, because I know for me, if I were to get on social media and like preach, these are my views and this is whatever that could alienate. But if I share it in a way that's like, Hey, so I feel this way because I love Jesus, you know, regardless of how you feel, I want you to know you're welcome here, but blah, 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 blah. Like you can weave yourself, your personality into your social media in a way that doesn't alienate other people. And I think that's what we're afraid of. I think we're afraid that we're going to turn off, alienate, or reject people. But at the end of the day, they either weren't your clients to begin with, or it's going to be refreshing because they're going to look at you and say, there's a person who is being her or his authentic self. And that is what I am craving. And if they can be themselves, you know, to translate this to photography, like we see people in their intimate moments. Yeah. We see them when their kids are melting down, when they're putting on their wedding dress, when they're, you know, wrapping their newborn, where they're laying someone in a grave. We see that. Yeah. We experience that. We do our photographers. You see intimacy all the time, right? And so if you can lead the way and say, this is who I am, they might not make a conscious decision and say, you know what? Look at her being her authentic self. But subconsciously, they're going to be able to identify that and you're going to start to attract them because you're going to feel safe. That was a long tangent. That was I mean, so that was good. Like, that was so good. Have you? Do you know? Do you know Jessica Simpson? Like not yes. personally, but her new book just came out, and I have been like a super Jessica fan since like newlyweds in like two thousand and one. Like I'm, I have always <laughs> loved her. I have always loved her. I got her book. Like I'm not, no joke. I waited till midnight when it was available because it was available on like oh four oh four, and I stayed up and read it. I'm impressed. It was so good. It was so good. She was so vulnerable. She was so authentic. And I was like, oh. Yep. Like, we always have that fear that when we show up and we're ourselves, that we're going to have that rejection. Yes. And, but what if we looked, took the spin and like, I love her even more now. Yeah. I'm now even more of a Jessica Simpson super fan, which is like, yes. I'm 42. Like, what a okay, nerd, right? <laughs> I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. But honestly, like watching someone do something brave Mm -hmm. doesn't make me say, oh, I don't like you. It makes me say, wow, you impress me. Yeah. Right? And so being authentic, like although it may feel so scary, you're going to draw the people who look at you and say, wow, I wish I could be like you. Yes, 100%. This is so great. And here's what I want to say if you guys are listening. You know, when it comes to social media, like what's happening right now is very much how you should be creating your content for social media. Because there are some of you who are probably sitting and listening to this and you're like, can you please give me some action steps, Sarissa? (laughs) I have my notebook ready, right? And there's the people who want that. And then there's the people who got blindsided and you thought you were here for a social media podcast and business podcast. And suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I'm relating to this on a human level. You know, we have to understand that when we are creating, and remember I said I was going to pull food and social media together. I love it. Here we go. You have to recognize that different people are going to be there 
for different reasons. One of my very favorite things to make, it's like my love language, I'm known for it, is to make charcuterie boards. If you don't know what a charcuterie (sighs) board is, you do. It's basically, Mm -hmm. if you grew up having Lunchables, that's a charcuterie (laughs) board, but it's meats and cheeses and vegetables and nuts and crackers and garnishes and all the things, right? And I love to make them. I make them for, you know, my family, the four of us. I'll make them for events. And every time you make one, people gather. And they're like, ooh, what's this? And I love to sit there and be like, okay, so this is a bourbon-soaked cheese. And then these are maple bourbon walnuts that were glazed with blah, 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 blah. And then this is a... And I love to tell them about what I've created. But as you watch people start to pick at that charcuterie board, I mean, think about those of you listening, think about like your favorite part. Mm. Like, is it the cheese? Is it the meat? Is it the finger foods? Is it the garnish? Is it the crackers? Like, what is it that you like? Because social media is very much the same way. You're going to have people that are there for the meat. Give me the action steps. Tell me how you can make my life better. Make it short and simple and to the point. Give me that. There's going to be some people who are there for the finger foods. They're easy. You can just walk by and grab one. On social media, these can be things like polls, questions, this or that because those things get you the engagement, what gets you in front of other people. You know, you have the cheeses and those are the things that make people like talk like, oh, what's in this one? Oh, wow. This is great. If you put this with that, this is how you get people to interact with your content. And then there's things like the the honeys and the jams and the spreads where by themselves, they're not all that fascinating. But when you put them with something else, mm-hmm. they become delightful. And that's where those, you know, quotes or, you know, song lyrics or articles that you share by themselves, they're, they're weak, but in the context of the greater picture of everything, they fit in and they tell the story. And we have to understand that when we're creating social media content, because this is the biggest thing that people struggle with. How do I figure out what the heck to put on social media? Mm-hmm. Start at the beginning. What, what board, what platter are you going to use for your charcuterie board? What's your, what's your theme? What's your social media theme? What's the focus? Start with that. Because once you know your foundation, you know your goal, your theme, your focus, then you can build it out from there. Okay, well, someone might not like this cheese, but they might like the meat or they might like the crackers here or they might like the. And you think about different ways to appeal to different people, short, easy things to interact with, live videos, written descriptions, links. Different people want different stuff. And if you take one topic and break it out, as long as it's cohesive, you guys, you can take one easy theme. Like right now I'm teaching on Facebook groups right now over on my page. And I have one blog post and it's a specific part of Facebook, which is how to grow your group quickly, in fact. And so I'm taking, that's my platter. That's my board. That's my theme. But all week, I'm sharing blog posts. I'm sharing a YouTube video. I just did a live video training. I'm sharing a, a step-by-step tutorial with a bullet point list for the people who need that. Questions, things to get them pondering, things that are becomes lessons later. All of those things fit together in the theme. I'm just making sure that when I'm presenting it, I'm presenting it in ways that different audiences are going to respond to. So if you think about yourself, if you think about your themes and you think about, you know, putting it together the way you would a charcuterie board and appealing to lots of different people, still being authentic to yourself, it really becomes less overwhelming because you start thinking about how you can connect and how you can serve other people. Does that make sense? That is literally the best explanation I've ever heard. Oh, wow. That's a compliment. Like, honestly, like that is such a golden nugget in this. So I I hope you go back, rewind and write that down again, (laughs) because that was so powerful because it gives you that permission of like, instead of that one person that you're trying to, to impress, think of all the people that you're serving in different ways. 
Mm-hmm. I just love it. Oh, thank yummy, you. I know. Yummy conversation. I, I know. Before yummy conversation, I don't know about you, but I do my best thinking in the shower Me to too. the point where, where my husband will like sometimes slide the door open, but he's like, hey, um, are you lost? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. He's like, yeah, it's 20 minutes and you've done nothing but stand there. And I'm like, oh, sorry, but I'm thinking. And so I keep a, a dry erase marker in my bathroom and I write all over my mirror. So it's like beautiful mind stuff. Like right now my mirror is covered. And even my cleaning fairy, she knows like, hey, is it okay if I clean this? And I'll be like, no, don't touch it. But like, this was one of my things. I was getting ready to go to an event. I was thinking about how I was going to arrange the, char- arrange the charcuterie board. And I just started thinking about that with social media. Like when you have that centerpiece, that thing to draw people in, that's, that's what happens at parties. You set it down and people just swarm. Yes. And that's what you have to do with your page. Like mm. what is going to attract them? That's what I need to provide. The social media charcuterie board. Yep. I love it. I love it's it. My jam. <laughs> I love it with the jam. <laughs> yep. Jam. Sometimes funny. <laughs> now I know that creating the space to come up with a social media strategy mm-hmm. can often feel super time consuming, overwhelming, especially when you're kind of on that shoot, email, yeah. edit, repeat yeah. cycle. So how do you make sure that you get that time into your calendar? Look, you got to work smarter, not harder. So there's several different things that you can do. One of the things that I like to encourage photographers to do is, yeah, if you're going to be blogging, blog your client, of course. Like, oh, I photographed, you know, the Johnson family. Here we go. Here's their blog post. But then like, let's take that a step farther. All right. Well, you photographed three families that either you loved or maybe you haven't had a chance to blog and you're like, I need to get something out about them. Well, what if you pull a couple photos and you're like, all right, I'm going to do a blog post all about what to wear to your photo shoot. And so I'm going to use a photo from this session and this session and this session. And so, okay, now suddenly I have a system. I'm not just blogging about one specific family because I think we get into a trap when we're like, okay, I'm blogging about this family. They're completely unique. Their shoot's different from everyone else's. Like I can't make a system. I can't make a template. I can't make a... So let's, let's think about different ways that we can work smarter, not harder. So what mm-hmm. if you say, okay, well, if I have an individual family, yeah, I'm going to kind of just do that. But then I'm going to also every other week or maybe once a month, I'm going to focus on the theme. What's aware? How do you do your makeup for a session? How to shop and save money? How to style your family at Target? Like whatever it's going to be and create a system for that. And so one thing that I will do, um, and truth be told, for my Sparkle Society business, I have a team who helps. So I want to be totally transparent about that. But I do the majority of the writing. They just help schedule it. But what we'll do is we'll create a Google Doc. And I don't write my posts natively inside of Facebook or Instagram. I try when possible to post them natively. But I will write it either in notes in my phone or on a Google Doc. And this does several things. If I can sit down, instead of writing a one-off Instagram and a one-off Facebook and a one-off group post and be like, oh shoot, I've got to post something. And so I'm kind of in react mode. I like to sit and block off several hours of time. And so I might sit down and say like, okay, so I know I'm going to be talking about like, hey, the colors that look great together when you're planning a wardrobe. So I want to do something. I want to ask a question, a poll of some kind to get people engaging. All right. Then I want to do, you know, some sort of live video. And so what I kind of do is I lay out this form or the step-by-step process. Like now I need to create a video. Okay. Now I need to create some sort of tutorial. Now I need to break it down into bite-sized steps. Now I need to show them, you know, behind the scenes of something. And so if you have that, you have maybe even seven different ideas, even if you choose five of them to post that week. And, And here's the thing is I love to sit down and do that all at one time. 
So instead of taking the mental bandwidth to create the one-off post and to switch from one task to another when we know we lose time, I'll block off an afternoon and say, okay, I'm working on all this content for this blog post. And I'll write as much of it as I can and save it so that when it's time to post, I either grab it and post in real time or I schedule it natively on the platforms. And I find for me, when I use some sort of system and when I use a Google Doc number one, if I ever decide to promote that blog post or share it again, I can go grab all my social posts. I don't have to recreate everything. It's all right in one spot, which is brilliant. Mm -hmm. But what I also find is I enjoy social media so much more because instead of feeling like a slave, like, oh gosh, it's 827 and I know this is the peak time for my audience, so I have to post. Instead of feeling that, you can just schedule some things because you've already done the legwork. And then what happens is when people start to engage with it, you can show up and engage and enjoy it. Because I find for me, if I'm like stressing about what to post and then I'm trying to like keep up with the engagement, it's it's too much. It so is too can, much, yeah. If I can schedule everything a week in advance and then I can authentically engage and that becomes my social media activity on a day-to-day basis, I enjoy social media so much more and I give so much more of myself because it's not from a stressful place, it's from a, an abundance place. Absolutely, absolutely. Systems help. Like having systems. Have you read Atomic Habits by James Clear? It's a good one. I would suggest checking that out. It's about making your habits kind of attractive and like giving yourself little rewards for like not the actual habit. It's like the habit is putting on your shoes if you want to start running. I love that. I'm all about the rewards. Yes. All about All about rewards. All about the intrinsic motivation. hmm, I wonder if I can get a charcuterie board for lunch. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you're welcome, everyone. If you make a charcuterie board, post it in Tax Purple Society. Seriously. (laughs) If you make a charcuterie board, post and tag us. (laughs) Okay. So my next question is, what is the biggest mistakes you would say you see the most when it comes to social media? Oh gosh, this is, this is, yeah, I could go so many ways with this. So (laughs) I think number one, not being consistent and being trustworthy on social media is a big thing. And I don't say that from a sense of like, oh, you're a shady business person. That's not what I mean. You know, I was in a local photography group the other day and one of the girls was posting and she's a longtime photographer, but she was like, Hey, I, you know, I took a little break from my business and, you know, I just started posting on social media a little bit more and I'm just not getting the bookings. And I just, I'm wondering, has the market changed? Is it me or my prices? And she was like going through all of this, like self-doubt and like everyone was chiming in. And I finally was like, you've lost their trust. And it's not in a sense of they're looking at you like, I don't trust you as a human being, but there's so many photographers and they're seeing this new photographer posting every single day. And they're seeing this photographer posting every day. And they're seeing this photographer that they followed for a while posting every day. And you haven't posted in six months. And so they're sitting back and they're like, well, is she, is she in business? Yeah. Is she, is she not, is she still taking photos? So she's not, and they're, they're watching and they don't know you have to reestablish trust. It'll be easier than it was the first time, yeah. but you have to reestablish that trust. And if you think for a single moment that you can just put a post out on social media and get bookings, it used to be like that. Yep, it did. In the beginning, oh yeah, I built my my business on that. Yes, same. And and I will tell you, (laughs) yeah, I started Immerse Photography, I think it was like 2012, I think. And then Sparkle was in 2014. And just the difference in those two years, growing the two businesses, it was a completely different ballgame. I grew Immerse Photography without hardly trying sparkle, I've had to work at it because the market's different. And so we can't keep doing the things that we've always done because 
social media is always changing. The algorithms are changing. Marketing is changing. You know what people love, like when live videos came out, you could do a live video and like everybody and their mom would watch it because it was yes. new. And now, gifts. Yes. <laughs> yes. We know we love us some gifts, <laughs> but now everyone and their mom is doing it. And so you have to find a way to clear through the clutter and make your business stand out. And if you're not willing to commit to that, you're not willing to be consistent and put in the work and you just, you know, God love you, but so many people just pout, social media isn't working and Facebook isn't giving me my reach. Is it that it's not giving you or have you not earned it? Yeah. And that's a hard That is a hard pill to swallow. And, you know, like just really looking at have, you know, am I doing the marketing that I need to be doing to Mm -hmm. attract the clients that I want to attract? And, Mm -hmm. you know, nine times out of 10, the answer is no. Yeah. And so why would you get the booking over the photographer who is posting every day. Like that's not, if you were that photographer, you would hope that you would get the bookings, right? So why would we expect any different for ourselves? So full transparency, I have two companies. We've got the Milky Way and I also have Milk and Honey Photography and I have two Instagram pages for both. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest, I am not consistent at all on Milk and Honey's. I struggle too. Like it's something that I'm always like, oh, like, forgot yeah. to do it, but I know the benefits. Yeah. So if you're out there listening to, I am not perfect. Like I, oh, this gosh. is something that I'm going through too. Like, yeah, don't look at my immersed photography mm, accounts. Don't do that. Right? Don't look at Sparkle. <laughs> don't look at them because it is hard. And I think this is, you know, that's a very valid thing that you brought up the social media fatigue and people ask all the time, well, I'm starting boudoir. I'm starting, you know, personal brand photography. I'm starting wedding. Should I start a new Instagram account? And my answer is no, keep it as streamlined as you can, unless you have, you know, two audiences and you and you and I are very similar in the sense, like I, the reason I didn't combine all of mine is because I'm on one hand convincing someone to hire me to take their photos. And then on the other hand for sparkle, I'm convincing, or I'm, I'm showing someone how to use psychology to increase your sales. And so that kind of alienates your audiences. So if you don't have audiences that will be alienated by what you're sharing and teaching, keep them together because Preach. yes, yeah, for so many of us, you know, we're a service-based industry. People want to work with us. They're not hiring our logo. They're not, we're not Nike. We're not Lululemon. You know, we're, they're hiring you. They want to know who you are, what you do. And they're, they're interested in you as a person. And so show them what you do, show them the different things. Because if you don't, if you split and you split and you split, number one, you're splitting hairs with your audience. There, there's only so many people that are going to follow you. So if you have 20 people here and a hundred people here, like that really doesn't amount up to anything, but also your time is finite. You, your social media doesn't need to drive your lifestyle, your life, your family needs to. And I know you're so good about this, Lisa, like taking vacations and taking time for your family. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a recovering hustler where I'm being intentional about taking care of myself and spending time with my family because I've gone to the opposite extreme. And I think we need to be honest with ourselves with how much can we actually do well? That's the key. And what, what does our life need to look like? What does our health need from us? What does our family need from us? What are our dreams or our goals? And when you figure out where those two things collide, then you can make decisions about your business and then you can make decisions about social media and how it fits. Exactly. Oh, and we're girl, like really this is, going deep. I Goodness. know. This is such a juicy and yummy conversation. I know. I love it. So I am going to pull our little train into the station, but yeah, where can our listeners learn more from you? 
Oh, fantastic question. I love talking about this. <laughs> you can find me over, if you're on Facebook, come to Sparkle Society. If you're Instagram, it's sparkle.society. Um, I've got YouTube and Pinterest and all the things, but those are the two places where I hang out. I do a lot on stories. You can see the behind the scenes and we have all kinds of freebies. We have um, you know, a business quiz. I have a 30 social media post, a download that you can grab. So come on over, just send us a quick message. We will hook you up with all the freebies. But even if you don't want one of those, there's tons of free resources and training online because if you're struggling with social media, you can get seen, you can get heard. And I would love to help you make that possible. I love it. And we do have big news because Sarissa is actually going to be one of our incredible instructors for the brand new Art and Soul Academy. So yeah. I wish you could see me. I'm doing like a stupid little dance right now. Envision it in your head, guys. It's good. (laughs) So I love it. So if you've loved listening to this podcast, you're going to have to come and check out the Art and Soul Academy by the Milky Way. So thank you so much for joining me today, Sarissa. This was awesome. I always love chatting with you and I can't wait to see you inside the Academy. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And if you guys, if you make a charcuterie board, I want (laughs) to (laughs) know. We'll talk to you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. So my friends, I want to leave you with this thought. Our success habits are created by consistently showing up for ourselves. And even though you feel like you might not have the time, I want you to consider instead of looking at finding the time, you look at making the time. It can be one hour per week that you show up for yourself to help you build the business of your dreams. Planning can make your life so much easier. And you may find resistance bubbling up, Avoidance and procrastination are truly real for me too. So each week on Mondays from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, this is my planning time. I would love if you would consider pulling out your calendar and scheduling in that time for you too. Sending you so much light and love, and I will see you next time. Hey, if you love this show, you have to come check out the Art and Soul Academy. It's where we take it to the next level. The Academy is full of incredible instructors with actionable tutorials where we focus on your business, your art, and you. Because you are more than just a photographer. You're an artist, a dreamer, a business boss, and a creative. And our goal is to help you create a business and life you are truly excited about. Come check it out at themilkyway.ca slash join.